everyone, welcome to Small Bites. I'm your host, Natalie, and in this week's episode, it's going to be a little bit different. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I've been trying to alternate between an episode on the history of computing and then followed by another episode on current tech news or tech related stories. But in this week's episode, it's going to be none of that. I'll actually be talking about my university course, which is Business and Computer Science in Nanyang Technological University, Singapore. It's a double degree program. And the reason why I've decided to cover that in this week's episode is because one of you guys have been requesting for me to clarify more about my course and share more about it. And so here I am. And before that, I want to address something. One of you actually emailed me and asked me to talk about Log4j and I replied that I will cover it in this week's episode. But unfortunately, I don't think I have the time to cover it and also it doesn't really fit the theme. But don't worry, I'll definitely talk about it in the following episode. So if any of you is interested in Log4j, do stay tuned and listen to next week's episode. And also before I start, I want to give out a few disclaimers. Everything in this week's episode that I said is purely my own views, my own opinions based on my own experiences studying business and computer science in NTU. It doesn't represent the university's point of view or anything like that. And secondly, I will not be comparing this course with any other courses in any other universities. I think it's unfair for me to make any comparisons or comments because I haven't attended these computer science courses at other universities and so it won't be fair for me to make any comments or comparisons so I hope that you guys understand and lastly please do your own research there are actually a lot of resources out there available on the internet that you can read up on and if you ever want to make any comparisons you can also do that yourself so please do your own research before you make any final decision I hope that this week's episode can clarify some doubts and misconceptions that you might have regarding this course. If you are curious about it or if you are an incoming student that's going to study this course, hopefully this week's episode will help you prepare for it. And so, what is business and computer science? I'll be referring to it as BCG from this point onwards because that's how we normally refer to it in school. So BCG is a double degree four-year program offered by NTU. Double degree means that at the end of four years, you actually get two different degrees, two different certificates. The first one for a Bachelor of Business degree with a specialization in business analytics, and the second one for a Bachelor of Engineering degree for computer science. And so, the main difference between a double degree program and a double major program is that a double degree program actually offers you two different degrees, two different certificates. But if you are a double major student, you will only get a single degree labeling two majors when you graduate. And because you have two different degrees when you're in school, you actually have two different GPAs, a business GPA and a computer science GPA. With that said, these two GPAs are not mutually exclusive. Some of the modules that you take, it might be a computer science module, but it can still affect your business GPA. Likewise, if you take a business module, it might also affect your computer science GPA because these modules are interlinked and they can contribute towards both your business grade and your computer science grade. So do take note of that. If you come into NTU and you take a business degree alone, right, you actually have a few different areas of specialization, such as actuarial science, banking and finance, business analytics, human resource, international trading, marketing, risk analytics, etc. And if you come into NTU and take computer science alone, the areas of specialization include artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, data science and analytics, networking and mobility, high performance computing, or you can choose to not have an elective focus area as well. I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but just now I said that upon graduation from this program, you actually get a Bachelor of Business degree with a specialization in business analytics. And what that means is that if you come in and take this BCG program, right, you cannot choose to specialize in any other area. It has been predetermined for you already in terms of business degree that you must specialize in business analytics. Even if you have a stronger interest in banking and finance, you're not allowed to specialize in that. But for computer science side, you can actually choose to specialize in whichever area that you like. So that's something that you need to take note of. In addition, a standalone business degree takes 3 years in NTU and a standalone computer science degree takes 4 years in NTU and a BCG degree also takes 4 years in NTU. I'll now talk about some of the requirements in order to enter this course. Actually, NTU didn't provide a specific entry requirement in terms of their IGP on their website for BCG. They did provide the IGP requirement for business alone and for computer science alone. And so I'll be referring to those and you can sort of infer what's the requirement to enter this course. So if you're coming from a JC background, right? For business, you have to get a BBCB for
for the 10th percentile and AA, AA for the 90th percentile. And if you are aiming to study comm science and you come from a JC background, the 10th percentile is AA, AB and the 90th percentile is AA, AA. And if you are coming from a polytechnic background, if you want to study business, the 10th percentile GPA is 3.64 and the 90th percentile GPA is 3.96. If you want to study comm science and you come from a poly background, the 10th percentile GPA is 3.9 and the 90th percentile GPA is GPA 4. And so you can sort of infer and guess what is the entry requirement for BCG depending on your background. And in terms of career prospects, what can you do after you graduate from this program? Well, there are actually quite a few different roles that you can go after. First, you can become a business analyst or a data analyst in which you will actually just analyze data. You do some data cleaning, manipulate them, create some visualizations, build some predictive models and develop some business insights for the companies that you work for. Secondly, you can also become a software engineer in which you build websites, applications, etc. You can also become a cybersecurity professional. You can also go into research or you can go into pure business roles such as investment banking, asset management, etc. So this program actually opens up many opportunities for you. And so there's a plus point. So there's a brief introduction of what the BCG program is about. And I'll give you a brief overview of what I'll be covering in this week's episode so that it's easier for you to follow along. First, I'll answer some common questions that you guys left behind on my TikTok story comment session and also a confession post that you want me to address. And also, I'll go over the curriculum review. I'll highlight the difference between the new syllabus and the old syllabus because there's a curriculum change. So when I entered this course in academic year 2019, I was undergoing a different curriculum versus if you guys were to come in this year or next year. And I'll go over the curriculum overview of some of the core modules. And lastly, I'll clarify some common misconceptions about this program and also give out some advices that hopefully will help some of you guys. Okay, without further ado, let's answer some common questions. The first common question is, why BCG only has 157 academic units, while NUS Computer Science single degree alone already requires 160 modular credits to graduate? So, for those of you who are not familiar, academic units basically means how much this module is worth. And in order to graduate from any particular course, you actually need to accumulate a minimum amount. And in this case, if you want to graduate from NTU BCG program, you need to accumulate at least 157 academic units in order to graduate. The equivalent for academic units in NUS is called modular credits or MCs. And in this case, if you want to graduate from NUS Computer Science Single Degree Program, you need to accumulate 160 MCs in order to graduate. In a certain aspect, an academic unit is similar to a modular credit, but they're not exactly the same. You cannot equate one AU to one MC. Think of it this way. Singapore uses dollar. United States also uses dollar. But does that mean one sing dollar is equivalent to one US dollar? Definitely not. So you can think of it this way. In general, each NUS module has around 4 MCs, but in NTU, each module has around 3 academic units. And also, in general, in one semester in NUS, you take about 5 modules, which is equivalent to about 20 MCs. But for NTU-BCG program, you actually take about 7 to 8 modules, each with about 2 to 3 academic units in the first 2 years, every single semester. And so you can see that even though BCG program requires fewer number of total academic units in order to graduate. That doesn't mean that it's an easier program to graduate from. In fact, because every module in NTU has one less unit compared to a module in NUS, you actually need more modules in order to graduate. I hope you guys understand what I mean. Second question, why double degree program but it only takes four years to graduate? compared to a double degree program in other universities that typically take about 4.5 to 5 years. Well, as I mentioned earlier, NTU business degree alone only takes 3 years, while other schools' business degrees actually take 4 years to graduate from. And the reason why is because some of the business modules in NTU, their one module is equivalent to two modules worth of content as compared to other universities. And so, this is one reason why the business course in NTU takes a shorter amount of time to graduate from. I can give you a very, very trivial example of this. A typical business seminar class in NTU is 4 hours long, but those in NUS are only 3 hours long. And I know this because I've attended NUS business classes 
on local exchange. So this is just one very tiny example, but it's also to highlight that you cannot directly compare different school courses just like that because there are a lot of details that you might not be aware of, such as like the length of the classes, the exact program duration, why they are different, etc. And also for BCG program itself, four years is considered accelerated already. I remember seeing on the school website that the typical program duration is supposed to be 4.5 years, but a lot of people manage to clear it within four years. And as I mentioned earlier, in the first two years, every single semester, a typical BCG student has to take seven to eight modules. So there's a lot of different academic units that you have to clear every single semester. And if you clear it at such a constant rate every single semester, you will be able to finish within four years. But of course, if for whatever reason you decide to take more time and you need more time to finish, you can also choose to finish it within 4.5 years or 5 years or even up to 6 years. So that's why. Third question. In academic year 1920, which is the year that I entered this program, require 165 academic units to graduate. But now for the most recent academic year, which is this upcoming academic year 2223, which means the incoming freshmen this August, right? They only need 157 academic units in order to graduate. How come they need to complete fewer modules for the same degree? Does it mean now this NTU BCG program is easier to graduate from compared to a few years ago? Well, that's not the case. As I mentioned earlier, there's been a curriculum revamp. Some modules have been removed because they are deemed irrelevant, and some new modules have also been added. Later on, I'll go over which modules have been removed and I'll give you an insight into why I think it might be a good thing that you guys don't have to undergo those modules anymore. And I'll also talk about some new modules that have been introduced. So don't worry about it and don't be fixated on this number of academic units thing. It doesn't really mean a lot because I've looked through the old syllabus and the new syllabus, the core content are mostly there. In fact, with the revamp, it seems like the school has finally heard the student feedback that some of the content might have been outdated and irrelevant and so now they have decided to review it and revamp it. So you guys might be receiving a more updated version of the course content instead. So the rigor is still there. Don't worry about these minute differences in terms of the number of academic units. It doesn't mean that it's easier to graduate from because the core content are all still there. Okay. Now, we need to address a confession post that one of you guys sent me and asked me to talk about it. And as I mentioned in my disclaimer earlier, I already said that I'm not going to compare this course with any other courses in any other universities. But because one of you guys sent me this link and asked me to talk about it, so I decided to talk about it. But in no way, I'm going to compare them, okay? I don't think it's possible for me to compare. But now, I'm going to read out the confession post verbatim so you guys can know the context of this confession post. So this is a confession post on NUS Whispers. For those of you who don't know, NUS Whispers is the confession page for NUS students. The title of the confession post is NTU CS is laughable. The post itself is quite long, so please try to do your best to follow along with me. I'm only going to read it verbatim to lay out the context so you guys can understand, and then I will respond to it once I finish reading the post. Okay? So, NTU has some good schools like Wikimwi, which is our communication school, ADM, our art and design school, and math or science. CS is not one of them. The profs are awful at teaching relevant material. Year 1, SEM 2 onwards, half my peers no longer join lectures. And year 2 onwards, half my peers no longer join tutorials. Year 3 and year 4, you even see some people not joining labs. Join NTU only if you know you are self-driven enough to self-learn and pursue your own opportunities. The best part about NTU CS is that the people are not very competitive and the program is not enriching, so you only have to spend minimal time studying to get second upper or even FCH. For those of you who don't know, FCH stands for First Class Honours, which means that you get a GPA of 4.5 to GPA 5 out of a total of GPA 5. It's basically the highest you can get. While you spend your other time pursuing your own projects, why work for a project when the profs don't really care about marking and give everyone the same marks? For a software engineering project, one group created a hard-coded static HTML site with a pretty UI framework, while another group created a full-stack site, MernStack, with authentication, cloud deployment, CI/CD. Since the profs don't even check the code, guess which group got the higher grade? I have a friend in his final year who didn't know how to initialize a hash map in their language of choice. Spoilers, is Python. 
and he's a two-time Dean's Lister who is interested in tech consultancy. And it's funny to him. Basically, he didn't need to code since year two since he purposely chose to group with people who can code. That's the standard of grading in NTU. In NUS, you're introduced to a competitive programming module in year one. I bet 50% of NTU CS don't know lead code exists. It is no surprise when you see FANG, Big Tech, and Quants. Most of them are NUS students. And more likely than not, the NTU students who get in are from IEP, double major or degree, or just very self-motivated individuals. Don't join NTU CS if you can, unless you are taking up good scholarships like RIP with master's degree at UC Berkeley and CN Young, great opportunities in research, or if you want more time not caring about school, yet still able to do well. Because NTU isn't worth your money unless it's completely paid for. And when you see someone from NTU CS being successful, it is in no part attributed to NTU. Seeing the strong alumni community in NUS is completely stuck from NTU. Successful NTU CS alumni members don't want to give back to NTU because they did not have a good experience at NTU. Most of my very accomplished peers attribute none of their success to NTU, said reality. And for context, this post is published 215 days ago, so last year. Okay? Now, I don't know if you guys can tell, but this post is obviously very harsh. And I think the OP is from NTU CS. But I'm not sure how he knows about the program in NUS CS. So maybe he heard from his friends. Okay, let me address this paragraph by paragraph. So the first main paragraph said that the profs are awful at teaching relevant material. And then from year one, sem two onwards, people stop joining lectures. And slowly in year two, people stop showing up for tutorials. Or even in the later two years, people stop showing up for lab sessions. For this, right, I just want to say that people not showing up for lectures, tutorials are normal. This is totally normal because even before COVID, and that's in 2019 in my year one, all the lectures are recorded and some profs do record tutorial sessions as well. And I personally am one of those people who refuse to join lectures and tutorial sessions live because for me, I feel like some of the profs speak a bit too slow. And so if I watch the recording, I can actually choose to watch at a times two speed and actually get to save time and basically work more efficiently. I think this observation in no way means that those who do not attend live lectures and live tutorial sessions do not care about their studies. As for not joining lab sessions, I'm not sure how that is possible unless you get someone to forge her signature because every time you attend a lab session, you actually have to sign a signature to indicate your attendance because attendance are actually taken. Unless for some special situations that some profs don't care about lab attendance, then perhaps you can choose not to go. But even then, people can actually still do the lab session from their own because we are studying computer science. Most of the time, we can complete the code using our own laptop at home. Different people have different study methods. And for some of them, they just don't really like to watch live lectures or live tutorials. So yeah, to me, this is not too big of a deal. And I'm sure this happens in not just NTU CS, it happens in other courses within NTU as well. And I'm pretty sure it happens in other universities too. It's just different people's study method. Okay, the next paragraph say that, uh, join NTU only if you know you're self-driven enough to self-learn and pursue your own opportunities. And they talk about how the culture here is not very competitive, the program is not enriching, and you only need to spend minimal time studying to get a good grade. So I will agree to a certain extent that you need to be self-driven. But I feel like we are at a university level already, regardless of which university to go to, which program you join, being able to do your own self-learning and independent learning is almost expected of you. You're old enough now, you're legally an adult, so you kind of have to be responsible for your own education in terms of how well you want to do, how far you want to go in your education journey. So in this regard, I feel like even if the program is more enriching, you still need to be self-driven. And then the next part about how the people in NTUCS are not very competitive. I'm not too sure about that because I have met people that are not competitive, but I've also met people who are super competitive. I feel like as with anything in life, there's always a spectrum. And that's why we have a bell curve. There are always people on the lower end of the bell curve, but there's also people on the other side of the bell curve that do extremely well. And that's not just in terms of academics, that's in terms of their project skills, that's in terms of their internship experiences, that's in terms of their own self-made projects. 
This is a scenario that can happen easily in any other courses within NTU and also easily in any other universities. Even in other universities, computer science courses, there will be people that are not so competitive, but there will also be people who are more competitive. But I would say, in general, the NTU CS environment is a bit chill, and I think that's not necessarily bad, because I have heard of people who already feel like they cannot cope with the academic stress, and because of that, they actually lose sleep, they actually got insomnia, they actually, you know, and become very sad and anxious. And so, I think having a less competitive environment is not necessarily a bad thing. The next part about the program being not enriching. I'm not sure what the OP means by enriching, so I cannot really comment on that. Later on, I will go over the curriculum. I'll talk about what each module teaches and you can decide for yourself whether it is enriching or not. And like I mentioned again, I'm not here to purely defend NTUCS. I will also give some comments later on about the parts that I do not like about this program. Okay, the next part, right? Okay, this one. The next paragraph, the OP mentions for a software engineering project, some group created a hard-coded static HTML site and then another group created a full-on project with Munstack, etc, etc. But still, the group that did less work, that just created a HTML site, actually got a better grade. Well, I want to stress that this might be in part because of the fact that software engineering project is not actually related to software engineering, if that makes sense. Okay, for those of you who don't know, software engineering in NTU actually focuses not so much on creating applications, but more on the project management side. What that means is that they want you to know how to do critical path analysis, they want you to be able to come up with the critical path network diagram, and then you understand how to crash the project duration, how to budget for the project, how to do change management, version control, etc. So it's not so much about creating the app itself. And I specifically remember the profs telling us that this is not a module for us to create apps. Yes, the project requires us to code something to come up with an application as the final end product. But the focus has never been on how good the product is. It's more about the idea and the whole project management, the whole software development life cycle, whether you use an agile approach, whether you understand what is an agile approach. So in this case, perhaps I'm not sure because I'm not, I don't know who this OP is and I'm not in his class or his group or anything. Perhaps the other group just did better in terms of their documentation for project management. And so even though their end product is not so technically advanced, they've got a better grade. So again, I'm not trying to defend this cause, but we need to understand that yes, software engineering at first glance, you look like, yes, we need to create the best app possible. So we must use the latest tech stack, but that's not necessarily always the case. I hate to say this, but if you are in the game, you have to play by the rules. And in this case, the software engineering class focuses more on the project management side. And so you have to do better for the project management side. Even if you use the latest tech stack, even if your app is more advanced, it doesn't necessarily guarantee you a better grade. I agree though, to a certain extent, that perhaps the software engineering classes should focus less on the project management part, on, but on more technical parts. But I remember the school told us that the rationale for this is that when we do our own project on our own or when we go out and do internship etc we will be able to gain the technical skills but they want us to experience a certain degree of project management skills first so it's a different approach I wouldn't say which one is better or worse and I'm also not sure what are the actual software engineering classes are in other universities but in this case, for NTUCS, the software engineering class actually focuses more on project management. So, very sad, but you have to play by the rules. And yeah, I do agree that software engineering, you would think, is more about the app or more about the coding, but that's not the case. Okay, the next part is like how this guy's friend don't even know how to initialize a hash map in Python and he's a two times dean lister, etc, etc. And because he always group with people who can code, and so he never did any coding himself. Unfortunately, this is actually something that happens very, very frequently. Some people just don't like to code, even though they join computer science class. In fact, a lot of people nowadays, because of the hype around tech, because of the supposed high pay, they join. And later on, they realize that they actually do not like coding. And so every time, they will just choose to group with people who can code. And then they will choose not to work on the code. 
I have friends like this personally, and so I have definitely seen it firsthand. But the thing is, this is not necessarily serving them well at all. And I'm not sure if this is a direct result of NTU's program not being enriching. I feel like these are just people who are not necessarily that interested in coding themselves, but they have joined this course for whatever reasons. And because they are not so interested, they've chosen to avoid coding, and so this is the kind of scenario that will take place. But I will agree though, in NTU's computer science program, right, in some aspects, if you want to do well academically, you do necessarily need to have a lot of technical knowledge. You just need to understand the lecture content and you need to be able to do well on the finals and the projects. That's it. So in terms of the assessment structure, I would say that they focus less on your actual technical skills but more on your theoretical understanding. Yeah. So for those of you who are looking for more of like a real-world practical application scenario, perhaps not so much in NTU. There's something that I will definitely admit. And then the OP went on to say you introduced a competitive programming module in year one in NUS, but how 50% of NTU CS do know lead code exists. And most of the employees in Fang Big Tech are from NUS and not from NTU. Um okay this one <laughs> I'm not sure about the competitive programming module in year one in NUS because I've never been to NUS CS. But I'm pretty sure more than 50% of NTU students know lead code exists, okay? Those who, I don't know, OP just sounds, I will say to a certain degree, what OP says is true and legit and valid. But he is a bit salty and exaggerating here. It's not that bad. They are not so motivated people in NTU CS, but again, as I mentioned, there are also a lot of motivated people. And they are not necessarily definitely from RIP or double degree, you know, <laughs> yeah. And also in terms of how most Fang Big Tech Quants employees are not from NTU, I'm not sure about that. That one I'm not really sure because I don't really have the stats on that. Yeah. <laughs> and then say don't join NTU CS if you can unless you're taking up good scholarships or if you don't care about schools but you still want to do well. Well, <laughs> okay. After this super long confession post and my response, let me just summarize it. The OP made a few valid points. He is right in pointing out that the grading system in NTU focuses less on your technical knowledge ability. And it is true, and I agree, that they focus more on the theoretical understanding. Is that better or is that worse? I'm not sure. <laughs> You can decide for yourself whether you want more of a technical, hands-on kind of environment or you want more of a theoretical understanding kind of environment. For example, if you're more into research, then perhaps NTU's environment might be better for you. But if you're more into a hands-on coding, doing projects kind of environment, then you might feel that the grading system in NTU is not the best at showing your abilities. With all that said though, it's not that bad. <laughs> there are definitely not so good parts, but it's also not that and in terms of having to be self-motivated in order to do well like i mentioned we are already in university we have to be self-motivated to learn on our own outside of school regardless so let's just leave it at that now go over the curriculum review i'll first talk about the difference between my program which is the old syllabus and the new syllabus after looking through both syllabus i realized that the main difference, there are two of them. The main difference is the new syllabus allows you guys to take six MPEs instead of just three. MPEs stand for major prescribed electives. So these are elective classes for your specialization. And last time we can only take three. So for people like me that joined BCG a few years back, we can only do three elective classes for our area of specialization. For example, I'm specializing in cybersecurity. I can only take three cybersecurity related classes. But if you guys want to also specialize in cybersecurity, you can take six of those classes instead. In a way, I feel like this is a super good thing because I have at times feel like I want to study more cybersecurity classes, but I've already used up all three of my elective classes. I can actually ask the school for more, but that's also dependent on whether I can clear other modules in time. So. In a way, if you guys have six instead of just three, I think that's a super good thing. Next main difference is the introduction of these interdisciplinary common core mods. And these are classes like 
healthy living, navigating the digital world, etc. And the purpose for introducing these classes are actually for holistic learning. And at first glance, healthy living is like, what? Why do I need to learn about healthy living? I'm in uni already, right? Well, I'm not sure about the actual content and the usefulness and the relevance, but I would say that for these interdisciplinary common core classes, you're actually grouped with people that are not just in your school. So for example, if you're a BCG student, you're not just grouped with business students or just grouped with School of Computer Science students. You're actually grouped with other school students like aerospace engineering, literature, history, biomedical science, etc. Just the entire NTU cohort year one, they will all take these classes together. In a way, you can view this as a very good opportunity for networking. I personally have heard of people getting their girlfriends through these kind of modules. So it's not necessarily entirely bad, it just depends on how you want to view it. In terms of similarities between the old syllabus and the new syllabus, the business modules are largely the same. The only part that has been revamped are actually the computer science classes. Now we'll go over the core modules overview and review. I'll actually go through them one by one, so it'll be quite long. You can slowly listen and get an understanding of what each class is about. So the first one is Introduction to Computational Thinking. The new course code is SC1003. So for this class, in my times, last time, we actually learned Python. We also learned about basic computational thinking stuff like if-else statements, for loops, while loops. And also, the project that we had to do was to use Python to create an application for some canteen-related stuff. So my group, we did a North Spine Canteen food app where people can view the menu and also view each store's waiting time before they go down to North Spine and buy their food. But I think the new syllables, they actually teach you not just computational thinking, but also Python and C programming. And you also have to do a project using C, if I'm not wrong. Next module, Digital Logic. The new course code is SC1005. So for this module, in my times, we learn about the different truth tables like end gate, or gate, etc. I can't really remember what else we learned, but I remember during the lab sessions, we always play with wires to come out with the different gates. And it was very fun. So don't worry about this. It's a very, very fun class. But it's more on the hardware side, but super cool nonetheless. The assessment part, I can't really speak about it. There's no project, but there's a finals. But I didn't sit for the finals because I took this during the COVID sem. And for the entire semester, all the finals are cancelled. Next module is Computer Organization and Architecture. The new course code is SC1006. For this module, I think we learn about <laughs> computer organization and architecture, like CPU, cache, machine code, etc. It's a very cool class because the thing about computer science is that you don't just learn about coding. Coding is not everything. In computer science classes, you actually learn computer structure also, like how they work and things like that. And this is one of the classes that introduce you to that. So I think it's a very cool class. But in terms of assessment, there's no project, there's a finals. But again, I didn't sit for the finals because I also took this during the COVID sem. Next module, Data Structures and Algorithm. The new course code is SC1007. This module is super important. It's a foundational module that introduces you to all the common data structures like array, linked list, heaps, binary trees, etc. So super important. Because later on, when you go for coding interviews, you will still get asked questions like when should you use what kind of data structures? So this is like one of those foundational modules. In terms of assessment, I remember we have to use code block for C programming and you have to solve questions. And I think some people have criticized, oh, why must we use code block at this time and age when we have so many other better IDEs? Well, the thing is that the school computers are a bit old so they use code block inside there and when you do your assessment, you actually use code block. So while you can use other IDE, when you go for the lab sessions and you do the actual assessments using code block, because you are not familiar with the IDE, right? You might fumble a little bit and take longer to complete the assessment. That's why they actually suggest for us to use code block. But of course, you are welcome to use any other IDE to do your practice in your own time. And so in this class, it's just C programming, understanding the different data structures. And I think there's also a finals, but again, I took this during the COVID sem. There's no project for this module. Next module, Physics for Computing. The new course code is SC1013. This is a super fun module. In my times, this module is only two academic units, and we are allowed to SU this module. What SU means is that we are allowed to just convert the grade that we get to simply pass or fail. 
In other words, we only need to pass this module. You don't have to work hard to get an A or anything. This is one of those very special modules because even though it's a core mod, you're allowed to SUV it. And I remember this mod is super chill. It's just introducing you to some basic physics. So for those of you who have taken H2 physics and you score an A in A-levels, you're actually exempted. For me, I didn't take H2 physics and so I have to take this module. But it's super fun because I still remember when we go down to the lab sessions, we just like play games. There's this like brain-computer interaction game where you wear this variable head device on your head and you use like your mental thoughts to control the car and you have a race with your friends. Super fun class, but I'm not sure if the new syllabus is still like this. Next module, Introduction to Data Science and Artificial Intelligence. New course code is SC1015. For this module, this is actually a very important module that lays the foundation for data science and artificial intelligence. It teaches you how to use Python to do data analytics and basic stuff like linear regression, logistic regression, and things like that. And the assessment includes a project. And I remember the project for this particular module actually helped me land my first internship. My group and I, we did a project on analyzing Airbnb reviews, like doing a sentiment analysis. And because of this, I talked about it during my interview with my first internship, which is with Singapore Tourism Board. And because of that, they actually realized that I have sort of relevant experience and so they allow me to join their internship after understanding that I have some sort of background in data analytics. So don't underestimate the projects that you do in school because they can actually help you to find internships. Next module, Engineers and Society, new course code EG1001. For this module, it is one of those modules that is very chill. We just need to do presentations, three different presentations on three random topics like Elon Musk. It's basically to prepare you to do presentations and hone your public speaking skills and also teaches you about ethics. There's no finals, but this module is not easy to score well. So there is that. Next module, Discrete Mathematics, new course code MH1812. Okay, the new course code and the old course code is actually the same. So there's not much change for this particular module in this case. Discrete Math teaches you things like the Morgan Theorem, Pigeonhole Theory and Graph Theory. Very important foundational module once again. There's a finals for this. No project. Next module, Algorithm Design and Analysis, new course code SC2001. This is going to teach you about algorithm, like the typical algorithm like breakfast search, depth search, and also the big O notation, how to calculate time complexity and space complexity to evaluate the efficiency of your proposed algorithm. Again, another super important foundational module, because even after that, when you go and do your lead code, they will always ask you in interviews, what's the time complexity of your algorithm? And you need to know how to count it. There's a project for this that involves analyzing some existing algorithm and also coming up with suggestions to improve it and also there's a finals for this. Next module, Object-Oriented Design and Programming, new course code SC2002. This mod basically teaches you object-oriented design principles like polymorphism, encapsulation and things like that and also the solid principles. I remember we have a project that we have to implement using Java it's a command line interface application that allows students to choose modules for next semester. It's kind of like NTU STARS page. For those of you who don't know, NTU STARS is the portal. They choose the modules they want to study for every single semester. There's a finals for this also. Next module, Operating Systems, new course code SC2005. This module teaches you things on like how the operating system works, like what's a deadlock, how can we solve it using semaphores, What's virtual memory? How does it work? How does the cache system work? So again, another important module because I realized later on in coding interviews, after they ask you the basic coding questions, they also ask you theoretical questions like this. Like how does the virtual memory work? And even in non-software engineering based interviews, when I attended a cybersecurity related interview, they also asked me similar stuff to test my understanding of operating systems and computer structure. So again, super important. There's a finals for this. I can't remember if there's a project. I don't think so. I think it's just finals. Next module, software engineering, new course code SC2006. So this one I already talked about it just now. Even though it sounds like it's going to focus on application building, that's not the case. It's actually about project management and what's agile methodology and things like that. So there's a project on this, which you have to create an application, but you're not assessed on how good your application is. You're assessed on how well you manage your project during the entire semester. And there's also a finals for this. Next module, Computer Networks, new course code SC2008. 
I think this module is going to be quite different from the old ones that we have. The old one that we have is called Net-Centric Computing and the old course code is CZ3006. So in the old syllabus, for this particular module, we learn about the OSI 7 layers model. In particular, we focus more on the data link layer and learn things like TCP, UDP and also use Wireshark to analyze packets. Very, very interesting and another very important foundational mod to understand more about networking. Next module, multidisciplinary project, new course code SC2079. This freaking module is just horrible. It's one of those modules that's entirely project-based. You don't have finals for this, but I think you have quizzes along the way. So this module actually requires you to group with different people randomly selected. You can't group with your friends. And there's a computer engineer student in your group typically. And you guys have to build a robot. And the robot has to go through obstacle course. And the performance of the robot during the obstacle course relative to other groups' performance will determine your placing, like your ranking in the leaderboard. And if you're not on the leaderboard, then likely you're going to score pretty badly for this module. So it's a very stressful module. I haven't personally taken it. I think I'm going to take it in the upcoming semester, but I'm not sure yet. Next module, Artificial Intelligence, new course code SC3000. This module teaches you things like artificial intelligence. <laughs> like in my times, we learn about neural network, Markov decision process and things like that. It's not easy, but I think in this day and age, if you claim that you're a computer science student, but you don't even know anything about artificial intelligence, that's not too good. So again, another very important module. Next, let's talk about some of the difference in terms of the modules that have been removed from the new syllabus. So last time in the old syllabus that I went through, we used to have two engineering math classes, engineering math one and engineering math two. You guys no longer have it. Instead, you guys have this new mod called mathematics one. I'm not sure what's the difference between these two modules, but for me, I was exempted from engineering math one. Because if you score A for H2 math in A-levels, then you don't have to take it. But Engineering Math 2 is required for everyone. It's basic calculus. Don't need to be scared. But I'm not sure about Mathematics 1, what is it like though? Next module that you guys don't have, Computer Graphics and Visualization. This module, I freaking hate it. It is useless. It sounds like it's going to teach you about VR, AR, but no, it's none of that. It's pure math in which you have to come up with a lot of math equations to illustrate what you want to illustrate or what they want you to illustrate. In fact, I didn't really understand much about this module. During the finals, I submitted a blank paper. That's how bad it is. So I don't think you guys are missing out much if this module is removed. Next module, Human-Computer Interaction. This module focuses on the user interface design and it teaches you about the eight golden rules of UI design. And you might think that it's a pity that they remove it because you want to be a front-end developer or you want to go into UI UX. But that's not the case because I feel like the content for this particular module is quite outdated. So it's a good thing that they actually removed it so that you guys don't need to waste time on this. Next module, Advanced Computer Architecture. This module is actually the more advanced version of the COA module that I talked about just now. You learn about how to deal with data stores, pipeline hazards, understand more about cache and GPU. I honestly feel like this module is actually quite interesting, but I'm not sure why they removed it. But it's definitely more hardware related. Next module, Advanced Software Engineering. This module is just a plain waste of time, especially because we already have software engineering. It's a repeat of software engineering, in which it also focuses on project management skills instead of just the technical app building skills. So I feel like removing it is a good thing because it's a complete waste of time, especially since you guys will already go through the software engineering module. Next module, Software Systems Analysis and Design, also known as SSAD. This module is also another complete waste of time. In terms of content, it's a repeat between OODP, Software Engineering and Advanced Software Engineering. But in terms of project, it is super weird. You actually have to build a game, but they won't guide you on how to build a game. So you have to self-learn Unity or other game engines like Godot, and you have to build a game yourself, and it's not a very fun experience. If you're into game development, perhaps you have like this, but if not, it's a complete waste of time, so removing it is a good choice. Next module, Compiler Techniques. I haven't personally taken this module, so I can't really comment on the usefulness and relevance of this module. But I heard it's a notoriously difficult module to do well. I'm not sure why they removed it though. So if you can see, all the modules that have been removed have been feedback repeatedly by NTU students year after year that they are no longer relevant and no longer serve us. 
So don't worry and don't feel like you're missing out on anything. In fact, the curriculum revamp is a good thing because they have finally removed all these time-wasting modules. A bit harsh there, but it's just the truth. And it's also why we get the bad rap of our content being outdated. But now since they're revamped already, hopefully it's no longer outdated. In fact, all the modules that I talked about just now, like operating system, algorithm, etc., they've all been revamped. All those stuff that I mentioned are my personal experiences, but because all the content might have been updated, so you guys might not get exactly what I went through. Okay, let's talk about some of the modules that you guys have that I don't have. The first is Mathematics 1, like I mentioned just now. It's a replacement for Engineering Math 1 and 2. The next is Linear Algebra for Computing. I didn't have this, but I heard that Linear Algebra is actually good to lay the foundation for algorithm analysis, so I think that's a very good improvement. Next module, Probability and Stats for Computing. I have no idea what this module is about, but it sounds useful also. Next module, Computer Security. This is going to teach you basic security-related knowledge, and I think it's important especially nowadays with so many security incidents. So I think it's a very good improvement also in terms of curriculum. Next, I'm going to talk about business modules. Like I mentioned just now, business modules are largely the same. They have not been changed, but I just want to quickly go through them to give you guys an idea of what the business modules are like. First module, Statistics and Analysis, course code AB1202. This module is super important because it's like I mentioned, you are going to be a business analytics student. So understanding the stats to lay the foundation for analysis is super important. You're going to learn some H2 stats stuff if you are from JC. That's basically the content. You also have a project and a finals for it. Next module, Business Law, AB1301. This module is super interesting. You're going to feel like you're a lawyer, but you're actually not. You're going to understand what makes up a contract, what are the elements, and you're going to look at different case studies of disputes and it's super interesting honestly but it's not easy to do well especially the finals super difficult to do well next module financial accounting ad1102 this module teaches you how to balance credit and debit it's an introductory mod to understanding all the different financial statements how to read them and i think even if you are not interested in business if you do investment on your own this kind of knowledge is good to have next module Organization, Behavior and Design, AB1601. This module is more for understanding human psychology. It's kind of like a foundational module to prepare you for HR specialization. It's a core module that all business students must undergo. And this module is one of those modules that have a lot of assessment components that you feel like you're always getting access and you're always rushing to meet deadlines. So I didn't really like it, especially because I took it in my very first semester and I was just a newbie and I was so confused by all the chaos. But again, this module introduces me to all my friends, so I'm very grateful for that. Next module, Professional Attachment, AB1003. This basically is just internship. You have to find an internship under NBS, but that doesn't mean that you must do a business-related role. You can go and find a software engineering internship, it doesn't matter. But everyone must do an internship before they graduate. And you do have to do it in the year one special semester, despite what the curriculum structure suggests. I know a lot of people that couldn't find an internship after their year one, and so they did it after year two or after year three. So it's fine. Next module, Communication Management and Strategies, AB0602. This module teaches you how to negotiate, how to do business writing, like writing emails. Like for example, you have to balance both negative news and positive news in an email. How are you going to write that? I think it's a very important soft skill class, even though it looks useless at first glance. Next module, Designing and Developing Database, BC2402. This module is one of those modules that will actually affect both your computer science GPA and your business GPA because, I mean, it's just how it is. <laughs> okay, but this module is super fun. You learn about relational database and non-relational database and you do a project. The prof is also very nice. I'm not sure if you guys do have the same prof. I remember my prof was super friendly. Next module, Financial Management, AB1201. This module is again, those very, very useful modules, especially if you do investment on your own because it teaches you how to calculate yield, understanding the beta, risk, etc. Super useful, but I've forgotten a lot of it. I remember there's a finals for this and if you study, you'll probably do well for this module. Next module, Analytics 1, BC2406 and also we have Analytics 2, BC2407. These two analytics class basically teach you how to build predictive models and analyze all the data that you've gathered. Both modules require to do projects. 
The difference between these two modules is that the first one is a more foundational module that teaches you the basic, like, like linear regression, logistic regression, and the second one teaches you more advanced models like decision trees and neural network. And in both modules, you actually use R instead of Python. I mean, of course, you can also use Python, but the profs teach us in R. So you can also understand R programming. Next module, marketing, AB1501. I don't like this module, but it's important because it teaches you marketing. And there's a project in which you have to market a product of your choice, but I think they also revamped the content for this particular module, so I'm not sure what the new marketing module is like, but I didn't really like it because I just didn't enjoy the content. Next module, management accounting, AD2102. This module is like financial accounting but more advanced. It's basically accounting for managers in which you have to understand certain things like activity-based costing and things like that. Very important if you want to go into business. And I remember the finals for this was super chaotic because I took it in the same after COVID. So it was an online finals and it was very hard. The time given was very short. Next module, Principles of Economics, HE5091. This module, I've been exempted from it. If you've taken H2 Econs and you score an A at A levels, you can be exempted. And this module is just the H2 Econs from what I've heard. Next module, Strategic Management, AB3601. This module teaches you strategy, like a long-term strategy that a company should do, and also things like SWOT analysis and Porter's Five Forces. It's very presentation-based. It's kind of to prepare you to go into a consulting role from what I've heard. I actually took this module in NUS on my local exchange, so I can't really comment on the module and how it's like in NTU. Overall, all the business modules are super presentation focused. You almost always have to present and you almost always have class participation in which you have to frequently raise your hand to ask questions and answer questions. So if you are afraid of public speaking, then you might need to rethink about taking this course. So those are all the curriculum overview, super long. Hope you guys haven't fallen asleep. <laughs> okay, next I'll clarify some misconceptions. This course pays very well. If I'm in BCG, I definitely can graduate and find a super good job. That's not the case. This is a very complacent mindset. Just because you're in BCG doesn't guarantee you anything. I've seen a lot of my own peers, I've heard of seniors and also juniors struggling to find internship and also struggling to find a job because you see, they are here because of the CS pay, but they don't like coding. So they avoid to do coding during projects. So when it comes to interviews, they fumble. And let's say even if they get the internship and the job, they don't really perform that well because they haven't really coded that much in their lives. So if you hate coding, think twice before coming to this course. If you hate public speaking, also think twice before coming to this course because it's not just a computer science course, it's also a business course. And definitely pays well but you actually have to work very very hard for it don't be complacent and you're not entitled to anything just because you're in this course so i hope you guys understand that next misconception this course is very shag if i take this course i wouldn't have time for anything else like friends dating cca hall that's not true it is very shag i'm not gonna lie like i mentioned you're going to take seven to eight modules every single semester for the first two years of course you will be struggling for quite a bit you can still manage to have a CCA and enjoy hall activities, don't worry, so long as you manage your time well and you prioritize. So it's definitely doable, but you have to learn to prioritize certain stuff. Don't worry about whether you will survive. And also for those of you who are like, oh my god, I don't have programming knowledge though, can I still join? Well, so long as you have the interest, you can go and find out a little bit first. Like you can go and do a bit of self-learning on Udemy and Coursera and understand and see whether you like programming and things like that and if you do like but you don't really have that much experience don't worry a lot of us don't i myself don't have experience also before coming in i only have the interest because i've seen a tv show in which the main character is a coder and he's super good at coding and i really like the idea of being able to code and build my own stuff and after looking at python for a while i realized that i do like it and that's why i signed up for this course so if you have interest but you don't have experience it's fine you will learn you will not really fall behind, you know, don't worry too much about that. You will be just fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Last but not least, some advices or some questions that you guys might be curious about. If I go back in time, will I take this course again? Yes, definitely. 
despite what people say about NTUCS, I actually quite like the culture. I like the fact that it's actually not so competitive or it's not a straight up in your face competitive kind. And the BCG culture is actually a little bit more competitive than the NTUCS culture, but even then, it's a friendly competition vibe. People are not here to drag you down. I am very lucky to have a group of friends that will help me, they will give me advice and support me whenever I ask them to. And at the same time, we're also friendly, competitive, in which we'll compare and compete with each other for a little bit to motivate each other. But it's not like toxic kind of environment, don't worry. And undoubtedly, this course is going to open doors to many opportunities. And as much as I dislike some business modules like marketing, they are actually all super useful. So I will definitely take this course again if given a second chance. Next, is this course for everyone? Definitely not. Like I mentioned just now, if you are here purely to chase the money, but you know that you don't have interest, then you are probably going to suffer for quite a bit because imagine doing things that you don't like for four years straight and possibly forever because if you take up a career in this direction, you have to do it forever. So if you have no interest, try not to force yourself. Doing something that you like is more important and that's something that I've realised after going through this program myself and after looking at some of my friends that are struggling because they simply have no interest. For me, I've realised after taking all the business classes that I'll never go into investment banking. Never in my life. Even though you know investment banking actually pays super well also, but I will never do that because I simply have no interest. Even just looking at one more financial statement is going to kill me. So absolutely, I will not do it. And so I imagine myself in that scenario in which because I chase money or because I chase the prestige or things like that and I go into investment banking, I will absolutely feel like I'm in hell. And so for those of you who are thinking of just joining this course simply for the name, the prestige, etc., it's not worth it, okay? <laughs> the pain is not worth it. <laughs> and who would I recommend this course to? Well, people who genuinely have an interest in business and computer science. You should not hate coding and you should also not hate public speaking. Those are two things that you should not hate if you want to come into this course. In terms of stress about this course, there is definitely stress. I'm not going to sugarcoat, okay? I'm going to be super honest with you guys. It's stressful when it comes to all the week 12, when you have to submit all the projects and you have to rush to meet deadlines. I'm just going to tell you, every freaking semester during those times, I will cry. <laughs> but that's because I like to cry and crying helps me relieve my stress. And so, but you see, after crying and after the semester is over, do I die? No, I still survive. I still do relatively okay. So, doesn't really matter. But yes, the stress is there, but it's definitely doable. Don't, don't worry, you'll be fine. If I'm fine, you're fine. <laughs> Last few advices. Check out online resources to see if you like business and comp science before you join this course. And you can go to Udemy. In fact, I'm going to link the NLB Udemy link below because if you click on that link and if you are Singaporean, you can just log in using your library ID and password and you'll be able to access Udemy classes for free. So you have a lot of resources out there for you to explore before you make your decision. Make good use of it. And secondly, don't be complacent. Do what you like and do it to the best of your ability. I've seen a lot of people that become complacent after a while, including myself. And so I'm always very scared to become complacent. So don't be complacent, especially in a tech industry where things are always evolving. Being complacent can cost you quite a lot. Next, as I mentioned earlier, we're in university. Independent learning is almost expected of us regardless of where we go and what we do. So we are kind of responsible for our own education from this point onwards. So you have to do some sort of self-learning on your own regardless. And next, understanding is more important than memorizing. For me, I came from JC and my subject combi in JC was BCME. So biology requires a lot of memorizing. Even if I don't really understand, so long as I vomit, I will still probably do well and get away with it. But that's no longer the case in uni. Understanding is super important, not just for the sake of the grade, but also because later on, if you are really going into this career field, you will want to understand what you're doing. <laughs> and... And also the curriculum structure that you guys will see, which I will link below, is actually just a guide. You can rearrange the time level however you want, so long as you can fulfill the prerequisites. Like, just, just like how I mentioned just now that you can do an internship, not just in the summer after year one, you can do it in other summers also. Yep. And last but not least, have fun. I hope this episode clears up a lot of your doubts and it doesn't scare you. 
university is the best time to have fun. Go out there, meet people, make a lot of good memories. And if you are not very sure, but you sort of have some sort of interest, just take the plunge, jump in, have faith, and pray. <laughs> Don't be scared. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You see, I took the plunge a few years ago, and now I'm going to graduate soon. Like, next year. So, yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to link the resources, like the curriculum structure, and the IGP, and some of the terminologies that you encounter, and also the NLB Utami link below, so you guys can refer to that. By below, I mean in the description section, okay? <laughs> and, yep. As usual, thank you for spending this time with me. If you guys still have any questions, you can email me, and you can find my email in the description section. Thank you for spending this time with me, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!